It's the Duffin' Up Podcast. Alright, Duff Daddies and Duff Moms, we have on a very special guest for you this week. This man is one of the co-founders of Odin Golf Balls. He has created a golf ball for the common man, by the common man, that guess what? It's priced at such a point where if you lose it, you're not going into the water to go try and fish it out. You can just be like, oh, I have another Odin golf ball right here. Why don't we just use that? So without further ado, I would love to welcome on Jordan. Jordan, how are you doing this fine day? How are we doing? I feel like I just went on pay-per-view and paid three easy payments of $19.99 for my own personal hype man. Let's <laughs> get ready to rumble. Oh, I What's found up, out crew? something crazy. I was listening to, to a podcast and I found out that that guy and now the guy from the UFC, they're brothers. So like the guy that does the UFC introduction, they're brothers and they didn't know that they were brothers until they were like 30 years old. So like how they were living completely separate lives. It's insane. It's insane. But yes, we are ready to rumble here. Jordan, first question for you. Why do you think that, you know, because because we see it a lot with with the titleists, you know, they do have like the pro they have the pro V1s and then they have like the true soft and the true feel, but no one really buys those. Why do you think the price of the golf ball is so I wouldn't say hi, but why, why do you think so much goes into the marketing of just the Pro V1s, just, you know, the Callaway Chrome Softs, like these ultimate high-end balls where regular handicapped golfers should not be playing those balls? Because we're suckers. This... <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> we're buying it anyway. <laughs> as I buy my Titleist AV, as I buy a, a pack of Titleist AVXs, which are more expensive than the Pro V1s now, and they do the exact same thing. Well, yeah. And, and Brendan, you're going to be donating those ones anyways. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's time to make a switch, I think. So <clears throat> to answer your question, the, the scene really is, and when, when people, when I tell people what we're doing at Odin, they, they look at us funny, the four of us and say like, oh, isn't that a bit of a bloodbath? Because there's no shortage of consumer choice. First off, there's, you know, 5,000 uh, hack companies, 500 ball companies, 30,000 apps, you name it, swing analyzers, grips, everything under the sun golf wise. And obviously that was expedited from a growth standpoint during the pandemic. So that's the backdrop that we have. The other big backdrop we have is the market is incredibly mature, meaning a lot of those big companies, as we call them, the old stuffy incumbent brands, the, you know, us challenging them and, and biting at their heels. Some of them have been around 100 years plus, a Kushnet, which owns Titleists and, and they're public companies. And they need to hit their revenue targets and all of their money is going to the professional players. Hmm. Hence why, you know, we're zigging while others are zagging, you know, building for the everyday golfer. We're not building for the tour. Like we don't give a fuck about the tour. We, we give a fuck about you essentially. So that's the big thing. And because they have that pricing power and that command on the market, well, you could do whatever the hell you want essentially. And they know that people will pay because a lot of a lot of this is we run into this all the time 
you grow if you're a little bit older, you grow up playing a brand, Titleist for 40 years or Callaway for 40 years, et cetera. The behavior shift for consumers is incredibly difficult in whatever you're building for a consumer and consumer tech. The four of us come from a consumer from food delivery and ride sharing, where those are equally bloodbaths, where essentially it's pay to play, and that's what they're doing essentially. And with that, when you have a, a big standing in a market, you get complacent. You just 50 bucks, 50 beans a dozen. People are going to pay that. That's fine. Like, that's great for us. So that's where, that's why startups win. I mean, most startups fail, but that's why startups win is because they challenge the status quo. And that's kind of what we're doing in a lot of different ways in the golf world and, and many other great companies too, you know, smaller, medium-sized golf companies. So it's candidly, I mean, building a company is 99% not glamorous. I mean, we get hit in the face all the time. I, you know, perennially look like Casper the ghost and have bags under my eyes. Also living in Berlin where, uh, you know, a big vitamin D deficiency. So that doesn't help either. So that's, yeah, but this is the path we've chosen. This is, this is the adrenaline rush. Wow. For anyone listening, this is our first morning podcast. So if it, this is fantastic, it's either going to go great or or it's going to go terribly, but so far, so good. Jordan, pumped to have you all the way from Berlin. Um, I don't have a business bone in my body, so it's fascinating to hear what, like, your business model and how you have, you know, started this company. Where, at what point were you? Uh, did you say I am going to start this golf company? Um, were you on the golf course? Were you like, you know, hitting a ball that was just like, I don't feel like looking for this $5 golf ball anymore. You know, what was the point of, all right, it's time to make a difference. The lens. So there's four of us who started Odin. There's two Germans, one Brit, and I'm the token expat with all the terrible jokes that still haven't landed. Uh, (laughs) One day, one day they'll land. (laughs) One day, right. It's like, um, I think it was Rodney Dangerfield on the Tonight Show. He was bombing, and he's like, "Hey, get me a new mic." And you know what's wrong with this room here? So it's that kind of thing. No um, respect. No <laughs> Yeah, just, just right. Just they're probably listening or watching, and you know, rolling their eyes. The usual. <laughs> Eventually, they'll land. Uh, that, but that's that's kind of my sole contribution for keeping Odin afloat. Um, so we. So the four of us, so I'm originally from Northern California. Um, again, people ask me like, what are you doing here in, in the dead of winter? And uh, it's, I moved over to Europe 10 years ago, moved to Berlin. Grun- Berlin, we say grungy, but sexy with the hint of Depeche Mode in every corner. So very eclectic, edgy, like San Francisco where I grew up. Um, very, a lot of fun nuances. And here it's very international. Um, unlike the kind of the traditional rest of the country of Germany and and that sort of thing, which we can get into is a lot of, a lot of fun, wild stories there. So I moved over here 10 years ago to work for uh, a company called delivery hero, which is basically the DoorDash postmates of Europe, Asia, Latin America. And that was kind of a big baptism by fire and consumer tech food delivery, which there's again no shortage of consumer choice it's incredibly crowded so it got kind of a front row seat of consumer behavior and and how these companies are built and how the sausage is made or or as we say encased meat or meat in tubed form and uh the other guys the other three are also consumer tech from food delivery from ride sharing so this is the like we built and scaled tech companies here and in the us so that's the lens of which we have 
golf in Germany is completely wild. Uh, are you guys familiar with how it works out here? I heard you need a permit. Is that is that right? But but tell it's, us more about that. It's like taking a DMV test, which I didn't think anything could compete with the DMV. You you play eighteen holes. Someone follows you in a golf cart with a checklist, like, "Hey, I'm taking my permit test," or "Can you parallel park?" And it's essentially, "Can you not shit the bed on a golf course?" Which <laughs> we're able to run this like over the pond. Why can't they run that here? But needless to say, when I first moved here, and they said, "Hey, you need a license to play," I flipped on the bird, made up some stuff that I was a member at Pebble Beach, which I'm not, and that doesn't exist. They they heard Pebble Beach, and they're they're like, "Okay." that sounds great. They heard Pebble and Beach and you know the, the rest is history. So that was my way in. Um, the other three guys are more law-abiding citizens and they have their licenses. So um, I mean, the again, the, the expat rebel who we don't follow rules and lewd and lascivious behavior on the course that, that kind of fit the, the bill there. And so the four of us, so there's a lot of expats in Berlin, a lot of Aussies, Brits, uh, Dutch, Americans, Canadians, all people who want to scratch their golf itch because golf here is very old. It's uh, stuffy. It's expensive. The demographic is re retirees, essentially. I was about to say, boys, that sounds a little familiar like New England, almost a little familiar on the private the private circuit in New England. Mm -hmm. That is that is mm -hmm. case in point, New England private country club golf right there. Straight up. For sure. You guys can echo that. So we incubated this tech founder, consumer, expat golf game here in Berlin. And it's a small group. So that's that's the other backdrop. The four of us, so myself, Christoph, James, JB, and Big Phil, were on the course one day. And we're not great golfers. We're everyday golfers between 12s and 25s. Get the job done kind of swing. So enough to have fun but not take it too seriously and you know we're out there to have a couple of pops play some jams you know a couple some brews and some foreigner and then there's a schnitzel waiting for us on the other end on hole 19 that's why we do it schnitzels at the turn is that, is that your new, the new thing <laughs> schnitzels that's, at the turn instead of tacos bry guy uh -oh. <laughs> that, nelson that is, you may have you may now have competition sir <laughs> Well, I was going to say it's Nelson's new business line. I would say, like, if he gets into the German market with taco, with schnitzels at the turn, instead of taco, uh-oh. Good. I mean, it's Christoph and diversity. Phil, and, and Christoph and Philip, like, get on that. Like, reach out to Nelson right now. Side business, side hustle right there. That sounds amazing. No brainer. Nelson, if you need a beta tester, eater, hit me up. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah listening. Can confirm schnitzel at the turn is a win. <laughs> yeah. As you're eating a schnitzel at the turn, be like, yep, it works. Imagine you... that, like, I think that would be so funny. And, and I'm sorry to interrupt the, the, the story, Jordan, but imagine just like all the different countries. So like in the UK, you have like fish and chips at the turn or like, uh, you know, you go up to Canada, it's like poutine at the turn, even though that stuff is gross. What? Uh, you go. It's Mexico, gravy on got... fries. Brilliant. <laughs> gravy on fries is disgusting oh god and they don't even oh first time i ordered it i it, it, they were like cheese curds and i was like oh my god we're gonna have like wisconsin fried cheese curds on this too this is gonna be amazing and it came out and it was just like just just the cheese and i was like 
This is new minute. Brendan. This is new Brendan. He's on his health kick right now. So I know. <laughs> everything I was he's like, got he's got to disappoint himself that this stuff is disgusting. I so I really do. I really do. Thirty four pounds down and more more to come. But boy, I need to tell myself that every single thing is gross that I there, that there I want to eat. There goes our Canadian market, though. You just <laughs> lost them. We, we already blew it. It's, we already lost them there. Glad That's you're okay. losing pounds, but you're also losing customers and listeners and all that yeah. in Canada. All oh. eight of them. I think I'm good. <laughs> yeah. So sorry, Jordan. Please continue the story. I was gonna say you probably though you probably got some new fans over the pond who are probably pondering like what's actually the right crust to meat ratio on a schnitzel. <laughs> I think so. Like this is this is hot. This is hard hitting stuff right here. This is hard hitting stuff. We need to figure it out. It's akin to Nelson with the taco. What goes in it? Mm. And do you and in questions like do you put lettuce in a taco? Is the cheese shredded? Is it feta crumpled cheese? Is it without cheese? Uh, you know, the kind of the questions that's probably keeping him up at night. I don't know if I could go through Nelson's gig, but I got to hand it to him. <laughs> and we do not. We on this podcast, we do not shy away from talking about food. What kind of meat is in a schnitzel? Or if so, is, yeah, please tell me about a schnitzel. There's chicken, there's veal, and it's very thin. It's similar to you know chicken parm, you know you know bootleg Italian East Coast. They they hammer it down with a mallet and then they bread it and then they deep fry it. So that's kind of the, and then it comes with um, uh, French fries on the side or, or mashed potatoes. And then there's there's usually some some cabbage, some sauerkraut as we would call it over there. Yes. For Love you guys, sauerkraut. what's what's the I, this is like a hard hitting thing I've been meaning to ask you guys. What's the East Coast menu like? And grub and pops. What 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 do you get? What's like a what's a what's a typical run of the mill thing that you guys have? For at the turn, it's mostly hot dogs. If I'm being completely honest, it was it's almost entirely a hot dog, hot dog and a Bud Light. Um, for Timbo, hot dog and a and a nice cold water. Uh, for for Bri, for me and Brian guy, hot dogs. Hot dogs I, and a good Bud Light pop. I'm a big Snickers guy. I just yes, uh, I like a Snickers, Snickers at the turn. Um, it's it's, it's that, kind of the way to go. But so as yeah, you can tell, not great and not nothing great. That's why we're so intrigued with tacos at the turn, schnitzel at the turn. We're like, we need to change. We need and the hot dogs are all. It's it's a hundred percent hit or miss. Like there's there, you've never had a hot dog where you're just like that was that was fine. You know what I mean? It's either like you get like this giant behemoth and you're like, this is the most amazing thing I've ever had in my life. Or you get like the hot dogs that literally zigzag in the bun and you're just like, what is this crap? Like there's no, which is why when we talk with Nelson about tacos, we're like, we need to bring tacos to the turn to the East coast. Cause at least then we'll get like pretty consistent, good tacos. You've had a zigzag and hot dog. Yeah, You've never it. had the little wiggly ones, like the ones that are not like just straight. <laughs> I mean, it means they cook them too long and like they're, they're breaking and they're like wiggly. And I'm like, oh, I mean, I've, I, I'm used to the ones on the rollers that I think stay form. They keep the form of a hot dog. No, no wiggly, no wiggly yeah. ones. But. You want to talk about overcooked. That thing is burnt to a fucking crisp. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's from Brendan. last, last Tuesday. It's been cooked <laughs> on and off yeah, and it's it stale <laughs> yeah brendan if you're gonna build a hot dog from the ground up what is what is that yep so it is it is 
a good roll. So it always has to start with a good roll. So like not the store bought like regular rolls. I like, I'm a big potato roll guy, but also I'm, I need to stop talking about food because now I'm getting hungry and <laughs> I don't want to eat that food today. Um, so I'm a, I'm a good potato roll guy, or there's like, there's a couple of really good buns that you can get. So you grill the bun up a little bit, then you put the hot dog in spicy brown mustard, little bit of onions, very finely chopped onions. And if you want to be fancy, sometimes I will put sauerkraut on it, but not very often, Ooh. but mostly it's spicy brown mustard and onions. Intriguing. And mm-hmm. for the meat itself, thoughts on the hot dog being sliced and then grilled. Oh. So it opens up into the bun. Oh, that's fantastic. So it's that got the grill amazing. marks on it. Oh yeah. It's got a that's... little bit of crisp and then, you know, topped with a crispy onion or a, a really like tangy, soury, uh, sauerkraut. Mm, that sounds Ooh, amazing. Dog is phenomenal. That sounds that sounds fantastic. Right the greatest invention Germany has ever come up with. Sauerkraut. <laughs> Sauerkraut is phenomenal. And, and it doubles as great digestion. That, that's a lot of the reason why they have that is because it goes down very nicely and they have different types of cabbage, red cabbage and green cabbage, which is has been fun getting into. Um, but yeah, the while there's many quirks like golfing here and eating licenses and maybe there's some risk aversion of course it's incredible living here have you guys been out to europe at all to visit i've been to berlin i've been to berlin you have yeah we stayed in um uh we stayed on the east so we stayed close to potsdam or plots um Mm -hmm. yep so that was like more east german east berlin we didn't get to west berlin i've heard i don't know if you live in west or east but I've, i've been to berlin it's it's an interesting place munich is cool um then I, I, yeah, so I did like the whole European tour when I was younger. Jesus, that's 10 years ago now. Holy moly. That's insane. <laughs> that's sick. I, so I, I'm in the East and if, if you were to go in front of my building, it's the DDR blocked building graffitied out and uh, very grungy, safe. Gotcha. It's, it's Europe. I mean, graffiti and stuff is, is not what we would necessarily know uh, over there. And um yeah, it's it's cool, man. It's uh, it's it's a fun spot. It's good. And how about the rest of you guys? Have you been out here? And Jordan, Europe? before we get off Germany, uh, or I know we're talking about it, but I, first thing that I've never been to Germany, but I'll, I'll, as soon as you said you were from Berlin, I was like, all right, we're at the Berlin Wall, and then I was like, how can we relate this to golf? Have you ever done a flop shot over the Berlin Wall, the remaining parts of it? And if not, would you get in big trouble if you would, or if you tried it? So I. I live five minutes from the memorial, and I, every time I walk by that, you, you have inspired me first off to do a flop over it. Second off, I always, every time I walk by it, there's a lot of grass around it. And I think I've actually gone there and filmed some Odin reels with like the balls and that sort of thing. So I'm always like, how can I turn this into a golf track? I, they probably would, would cuff me and take me away and bring me to the bowels of some gulag, but I mean, shit, that would be worth it. <laughs> oh man. I'm mad. Just bring your own, bring, bring like a, uh, a nice little, a nice little, uh, mat and just, just hit it off the mat instead of hitting it off the grass. You should be good. I mean, that, that's why, that's where Dart City came from literally is from just, you know, the, the surroundings here. 
gotta hit a flop shot over that, that wall <laughs> yeah man oh totally this one's for yeah for, yeah so go ahead sorry I, I'll, I said I'll add that to the real roadmap that in you know that probably no one will ever see. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like many of we'll our real idea. Oh, that'll that'll be taken by the German police department by the uh, by the Berlin police department and immediately just like no one can do that. <laughs> right. Can't wear any Odin golf gear. You just gotta. Yeah. Can't Dead giveaway. <laughs> just say the name say- Odin. Yeah, what, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the company. How to... Yeah, so the um, I, we 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 got sidetracked, but the story is I'll I'll go back to your your question, Big Tim, there around um, how we started. So we were on the track one day, the four of us, oh, yeah. and we're yeah we're 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 donating to the lake in the forest and having a terrible round, essentially just spraying marketing material everywhere, emptying our bags out, um, and we looked at each other and we said, well. Why are we losing golf balls of brands that they're old, they're stuffy, they don't speak to us as the next generation of golfers, first off. Secondly, we're the digital natives. We're consuming golf in new and innovative ways. Like these companies aren't speaking to us. So that was the seed crystal of the idea of why don't we lose our own golf balls? And the four of us having this tech background and this tech lens, we said, look, we want to bring Odin to golfers around the globe the North Star vision we have for this company is not another ball company, but a platform for the everyday golfer. It could be a destination to get, as we say, reload without the guilt on high quality stuff for without denting your wallet, but also a, a digital gamification of golf for the everyday golfer. And we can get into our get paid to play golf sponsorship that we just launched and you know, more details on that. So this was always, I think, a bigger vision than just coming out of the gate like another ball company. And the balls for us, they're exciting. And we want to check boxes for everyone, you know, get what you get from those traditional brands from performance and that sort of thing standpoint. But the next part of our roadmap is, I think, in the in the broader vision is, is where we're more excited. Um, so that's the that's the bigger picture. And we can dig into that stuff and that sort of thing. And then the name, Odin. We said, given where we started in Europe, we have two HQs. Berlin is where we design and incubate stuff, and HQ2 is Northern California. And so we're just focused on the U.S. market. We're not building for, you know, we'll get to Europe and everywhere else at some point. And we said, let's pay homage to the European motherland. Like, we started here. So we wanted something that was four letters, could fit on a ball, was bold, was edgy, eclectic fitting our tagline of go balls out always, which I don't know how, how, I don't know how the hell we're going to translate that thing when we come over the pond here. (laughs) It's, it's like going to China and trying to translate top gun and it's three sentences long and doesn't mention top or gun. So (laughs) it's, I don't know how we're going to do it, but so again, that's one of my my small contributions to the company of the, of the tagline. Uh, I, that took a lot of convincing to what that actually meant. The good news <laughs> is, from a marketing standpoint, we do sell balls, so it, it has kind of a, a double meaning, which which is cool. Odin is the Nordic god of wisdom and of war and of a hundred other things. There's Odin. If you Google Odin, there's the Marvel Odin, which we all know. Then there's the 
mythical god Odin, which also, if you Google, you see it, and there's this painting of Odin. He's sitting on a big throne, and he has a giant staff. And we said, shit, that looks like a giant putter. This, I think, is a match made in heaven here for the name. And then obviously with our splash and our colors, you know, you can see the boxes behind me. So that's how it really came from and part of the origin of us incubating this thing on a local muni course. Hmm. That's, I mean, it's a, it, like you said, it's a great name. It fits, a, you know, fits right on the ball. I, I've been able to play them a couple of times. I mean, I, I thoroughly enjoy playing them um, because they are, I, you know, they're with the X ones, at least like you, you get a good feel with them. I, I felt like those were fantastic. And overall, they're just, it's, it's fun to play with them. I, I really do enjoy being out there and they were very easy to find. Cause it was like, I was at a course with my buddy and we were right next to the driving range and they had like all the titleists, you know, they have like the titleists pro V one practices and everything like that. And I was mm -hmm. like, I, you know, I hit like not the best shot in the world. So I'm in the rough by the driving range and I just look and I'm like, Oh, there's my ball. <laughs> you know, I didn't even have to lie. I was like, Odin one, let's do this. Like, let's go. So it was, it was great being able to, to have that. And it's definitely a, a nice differentiator for sure when you go out there and people are like, what ball is that? And then they hit it and they're like, Oh, this is good. So it's, it was, it was great to have kind of like that conversation too. I, I do think like Brandon, the look we... of it. I do like the look of it. Like you saying, like, you just want to be able to fit that name right on the ball. And it's just as clear as day Odin, you know, you look down, you're like, Oh, that's my ball. And then it's just like, it's sleek. It's, you know, I like that you made all the, the letters, the same size and the Odin. Um, and uh, I don't know if, we want to talk about it now but like the different the different types you have i know you have two different two different kinds on out on the market right now um talk to us yeah. a little bit about those yeah we so there's a couple of things we wanted to do that we were very intentional about before we even came out of the gate as a company so the idea was we the idea we started it around two years ago and we came out of the gate in july 2021 so we're still relatively early in our journey before we came out of the gate with any sort of ball, we said a couple things. One, when you start a company, you need at least one thing to innovate on. It could be a product, it could be a marketing campaign, it could be a business model, it could be a go-to-market, et cetera. So for us, we said this has to be a, a, a 50 or 100x experience across the board, not only the product, but other things that we're offering to a consumer, which we can get into later. That was the first thing. The second thing is we said, we're not building for DJ or Nelly or Rory or any of those people. They, they're already covered. Who are we building for? Who's the persona we're building for? Uh, and, and when you build a company or provide a product or value to someone, you need to know who you're getting into bed with and building value for. That was the, the big thing that we looked at. So we said, we're building for the everyday golfer, people like us who grew up playing at the Muni courses and, are out there having fun, not taking it too seriously. Also getting people who like to compete, of course, and then they want to go to the dive bar after, or maybe they want to do some karaoke and sing some foreigner or, or Eddie money. That's the kind <laughs> of lens that we were looking at. Right. Um, and, you know, uh, flatbed grill hot dogs. So that was the context. And we said for the everyday golfer, we want to hit all the different everyday golfer player types. So we spent nine months, working with very closely with manufacturing partners to figure out, can we get ball experiences to fit that? And the good news is 
the four of us have different swing speeds, handicaps, play styles, etc. So we were able to, to make that happen and we executed two ball types. We have our X1 ball type, which is our tour level, plays like a Pro V1, TP5, etc. for $34.99. That's a three-piece urethane ball. And uh, we had it vetted, USGA, like again, check all the boxes that you get, um, but without dropping 50 beans. And then our X ball, our white box back there, that's our extra distance ball, but has a soft core. And that's a three-layer ball as well. And that's $19.99. Most distance balls are two-piece. They feel like hitting rocks. And they're actually more expensive than that. So we were very intentional. Again, going back to harkening back what I just mentioned earlier, we built those balls at a category that, that punched up in their weight class. But then the price was at something that was very aggressive that we could do and, and make happen for the consumer. So for the the X1 category, there's a lot of balls in that category, but for the X category, which actually a lot of people like, there's not a lot of three-piece ionomer extra distance balls for that price point. Um, and we we looked at it very specifically and said, what's the wedge in the market that we want to carve out? Again, it's like the classic startup conundrum. You want to do a hundred different things, but brass tacks, what's, what's the lane you're going to carve out? And then you can land and expand value beyond that. So that's how we started and and um, how we were very intentional about it. And then the packaging, we wanted to feel like unboxing like an iPhone, like a matte finish, very simple and sleek. And to the point, we're not going to burden you and overpower you with all these tech specs and, you know, triple tracked, double engineered, whatever. Like, we don't care. Like, again, we as consumers are selfish. Like, what's in it for us? Like, we don't fucking care. What, like, I want it now. We have music, we have food delivery, we have ride sharing at beck and call on our phones and our TVs. We don't care. Like, we're selfish. So that you have to cater to that and understand that psychology. No, that's, I mean, that's that's amazing right there. And and I will say, I, I know I mentioned it before. I've played the X1. When I tell you, like, I could not really see a difference between the X1 and the Cal, you know, the Callaway Chrome Soft, the Titleist Pro View, like there is minimal difference right there. And the price point, I mean, it's $50, it's $15, $20 less per, per thing. And definitely want with that distance ball too, because most, I, I feel like where we're going with the, the older brands, you know, the, the OEMs, the, the Titleist, the Callaways, the, the TaylorMades, is they're going to go the AVX route where it's like they have that distance ball, but three-piece, but they're charging 55, you know, the AVX is Titleist's most expensive ball right now. It's 55 bucks for, for, for 12. And you guys being able to do, you know, a, a similar, a similar ball where you guys are under even the true feels and the bridge, you know, the, I mean, when I saw like Top Flight tried to raise their prices, I was like, really, guys, we're hitting actual rocks and you're and and you guys are below like the top flight balls now, too, which is just like, why would you ever go with that type when you could get a three piece ball that's a distance ball, but it still feels, you know, normal, you know, just like a regular ball. And 1999 is a price that you cannot beat on that side for sure. Totally. Yeah. And and the other thing we looked at it was speaking very much to the utility of what you get associating with us as a brand for the X1, for example, or, or the X, like use that 15 bucks for a bloody and a breakfast burrito 
like go use that like you spend so much on golf like we want to help you there, there's no reason you should be just just bent over and on all those regards especially with balls like because you need them it's something that everyone needs so is we want to help you as much as we can so um you're right it's we the other thing with this because there's so many companies doing this like we're we're aware of all of it but it's it's really the this is the other thing with building a company and a startup is you own your own destiny essentially you you're whatever you make of it no one else is going to because there's just a few of us and only so many hours of resources so you have to just something and 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 go not sell it's our tagline that that we have so um it's fascinating seeing how the market mature and um what in the consumer which is we can get into and is going to get higher over, over time that we're you know looking forward to i think what you said packaging for packaging is huge nowadays especially like for for us jamokes that you know, are like, oh, this is a cool looking golf ball, you know, or this is a, uh, you know, a cool looking package. Like, oh, let me show my friend what the new golf ball I play. And like, wow, that's a cool looking package. You know what I mean? Just like the presentation. You're right. Like, I, like I'm like i about to go play around a golf. I don't want to like go into the intricacies of like different cores and stuff like that. Like if I'm buying the golf ball, like online, sure. I'll look into it, see what, you know, and I'm definitely not going to understand it, but it looks good. But then, but you're right. Like, I just want to open that that nice looking package, take out that nice looking golf ball, put it, place it on the tee, and then hit it right into the woods. But, and then, um, but it, that's that's huge. I mean, you you know who you're selling to, and that is just half the battle right there. I mean, I, I, a lot of Titleists. I mean, I, I like Titleists. I like Vice, but Vice has become um, that for me. And now, you know, now we've been introduced to Odin and, you know, I hope that to be the new, the new golf ball that's in my bag, just because, um, price-wise, obviously number one, boom. And, um, and, and just something to be proud of something, something new and something different than your average, um, guy who's out there, like, look at, I'm playing a Titleist Pro V1, like, Hey, I play Odin and say it proudly, you know? So that's a, that's a, just oh bravo bravo to to all the things that uh, you guys have been working on I, I totally love yeah yeah oh, go, go ahead sorry didn't mean no that. no no go for it man yeah uh, yeah yeah i was just gonna say i love i love now thinking about it how golf balls market themselves i mean you find a golf ball it's like free advertising all over the course it's it's like you lose a ball you pick it up and and that's a little billboard, a mini billboard. And if you like the feel and stuff, it's like, obviously, the more people play and play in those balls, the, the more mini billboards you have spread throughout uh, the world, I guess, technically, if, if you have them worldwide and people are playing them worldwide, it's, it's kind of a cool thing. It's free marketing for you. It markets itself um, and it, it speaks for itself when someone's holding that ball and, and they're like, oh, I found this new ball. Let me give it a try because I'm always, if I see a new ball, I'm like, obviously I'm going for feel, look, all that when I, when I first have it. But, um, and, and if I see, if I get disappointed, I see a top flame, I'm like, oh, I'll throw that back into the woods or, or that's going right into the shag bag kind of thing where it's like, um, if I see a new ball, I, I, um, I'm going to give it a shot and, uh, until, it, until it disappoints me. 
and then um and i'm not saying it disappoints me in regards to i can't can't make a par with it because that's a, that's a me thing <laughs> it's not in regards to that but if it if it's just a, a shitty shitty ball feeling ball if it feels like a rock or or something then i'm like all right that that can that can go in the shag bag for my future backyard i don't even have a backyard but i have i have one of those shag bags that you don't even have to bend over my and i have a mm-hmm. a new hole that i'm going to put into my backyard but i don't even have a backyard yet so work i'm just in an apartment in in boston so <laughs> working on that but yeah so it i just it's funny to think of it as many little mini billboards spread throughout the course and i'm more than happy to to spread those billboards because i know i'm not going to be i'm going to be losing a lot of my balls anyway so yeah, I mean, all three of us, Tim, me, Tim, well, maybe not Tim as much, but me, me and Bry Guy, we're, we're going to be the poster boys for, for those. Like, I am, I am the sprayer extraordinaire right there. So that'll be, people will be like, wait, Brendan, what, what ball is this? I'm like, Odin. And then they find it, they'll, they'll find it everywhere. It'll be unbelievable. I'm excited. Bry, to I was going to spread the name. I'm excited to spread the name for sure. But sorry, go ahead. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, for sure, we're, we're stoked. And Brian, I was going to say, what's the equivalent of hitting a flop shot over the Berlin Wall over there? Ah, uh, the Green Monster. <laughs> hitting a flop shot <laughs> over the Green Monster here. <laughs> we would get that like three feet in the air and it would just be like nah dude you're not you're not you're not hitting yeah, it I'd, I'd, I'd skull it it come back right in the shin i feel like <laughs> i'll bleed it yeah that's probably now, about it now jordan one thing i i did want to to ask you is because right now you guys have a very specific model of direct-to-consumer uh within the u.s and and I, it's working out great have you got are you guys exploring kind of options of getting into pro shops, getting into, I mean, obviously PGA tour superstore and Dick's and golf galaxy are probably like the big three areas of like mass golf outlet stores. Have you, are you guys exploring that option of trying to get into different stores, different pro shops, or, or is it specific model just for direct to consumer? So actually, one of the other things that I've got to mention before we started, Odin, was we said, look, we're building for the everyday golfer. We want to meet where he or she's at, at the local watering holes. And we want to mm. be there. We want to be present to build trust and credibility because there's a behavior shift here that we are mindful of. So out of the gate, we, while we did sell online, website, Amazon, Walmart, et cetera, we sold, we still, to this day, it's grown a lot at pro shops and local golf shops. So there are, uh, we mostly in California and there's a couple on the East coast as well. And and in the Midwest actually. Um, so we, and when we, when we came out of the gate after three months, everything sold out because we were very intentional about that. We want to be able to spread in, in those different areas not only to for value, but to learn as well. That's important for building a company, uncovering insights, learnings, bobbing and weaving, and keep building and adding value on top. And hence, you know, last summer we launched our, our Get Paid to Play Golf sponsorship, which we can talk about, but that's, that came from all those, those market insights. So um, yeah, it's, we, we kind of, again, view, we want people to use Odin as a platform to get value in whatever way you want and however you reload on balls. And um, if it means getting into a Dick's or PGA Superstore, which some of those cases are, are kind of pay to play and there's you know millions of things on the shelves. So that's probably not our bag, but um, we're just 
we're building this for you. We're building on for you. Like you tell us how you want to consume it kind of thing. No. And I, I definitely think that's a, that's a great pivot into what you just mentioned as well, which is the idea of sponsoring local, you know, not even local golfers, but sponsoring the everyday man. Um, one of the things when, when we originally reached out, obviously is, is going through, you know, the ambassador program, sponsorship program, everything like that. But, but one of the main things that I really enjoyed was the idea that it's just like, okay, like, yeah, we're not, like you said before, we're, we're never going to be like a PGA tour sponsor. We're not going to have, you know, pay Dustin Johnson, a million dollars to play our ball. Like we are out here for the common man by the common man, you know, working for, for them and, and being able to have a ball that is kind of specialized for them. And also, um, priced at a point where where people can afford it and they don't have to take out a second mortgage just to buy a pack of balls. So being able to definitely want to hear a lot more about what what gave you the idea about the sponsorship program, what gave you, um, you know, and, and going through all those different different sides of it too. Being the four of us being in the tech world and being very intimate with what the zeitgeist calls now Web3, decentralized crypto, et cetera. We we did launch about a year ago our own founding member NFTs, not about the financial speculation. That's not what we're into, but it was to introduce the golf world to what we believe will be the future of digital consumption. And in our case here, we as consumers in the future are not only going to want a killer product experience from brands, you're going to expect other things, other benefits on top. Because if I'm spending my money with you, I want to be able to get a full suite of benefits and a full experience beyond just the product. That's where things we believe are heading and why we, we delved into that. And so that's the, the first thing. The second thing is you spend a lot on golf. When you associate with us as a brand with our get paid to play golf sponsorship, 20% of each dozen goes back to you as a sponsorship payout. You can use that for paying cheaper green fees, using it on ball reloads, buying hot dogs and tall boys at the turn or schnitzels at the turn, use it for lessons, anything golf related. When Because we know you spend a lot, we want to give you that money to go do anything golf related. And and we have this live on the site. We, we sponsor clubs and, and leagues all over the US and, and individual golfers, which we just opened it up to. And that was our next brick in the vision towards this everyday golfer platform, gamifying and paying everyday golfers uh, like the PGA tour and LPGA tour and live and all those people would get essentially. So that was kind of the impetus for that idea. And our big focus again, like you're going to associate with us as a brand, you're going to get all these benefits on top beyond the product. So that's really the, the big thing for us. Like, again, Harkening back to what we talked about earlier, you come out of the gate with something, you need to keep building and building for people because they can go anywhere to get this or a part of this. So that's incredibly important and really why this stuff is so hard, candidly, because you just have to be always on point as much as you can. And not everything out of the gate will be perfect, nor should it be. But you just need to be like, how do we get, again, we're building for you. How do we get you value? And then our other big core uh, tenant is, and this fits into this Web3 decentralized thing, 
you you give value back to the community and they get a piece of your company as you grow. So the analogy we use is rather than one Zuck or one Jeff getting wealthy, like there should be a million Zucks and a million Jeffs getting wealthy. Like we don't need to feed their coffers. Like we want to give it to you. We don't spend on advertising. Like we want to give you that money for anything golf related. So that's the the whole lens and and piece of that 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 we're excited about. That's great. I mean, that is that is such a such a great thing. And and I think this this goes into kind of our quick announcement that um, you know, going forward, duffing up as a whole will be an official, well, unofficially official, but but a but a uh, official sponsor slash slash ambassador to to Odin Golf. So we will be that is right, people. We finally got one. We we got a sucker that was like, we want to actually work with the Duffin' Up podcast. That's right, people. We did it. We snuck our way into it, baby. But we will be working. Uh, we will be working with Joe Jordan. We will be working with everyone at Odin Golf to to spread the word because it has been, I mean, get getting those uh, you know, being able to play play a golf ball that's at a great price point. We're we're so excited to be able to to continue to work work with you, Jordan, and and to kind of go forward as well with this too. Now, of course, not everything is finalized yet. Don't worry about that. But we are super excited to to work with with Odin going forward as well. Here we go. Yeah, we're, we're stoked to have you guys in the crew. And again, like this is super easy. Anyone can go to the site and you know you buy a dozen, and the money comes back to your Venmo and PayPal. That's kind of our MVP experience. The next thing we're going to be launching soon is an Odin card that lives on your mobile wallet, iOS, Android, that basically gets topped off with sponsorship payouts every time you reload on balls. And you can go to the course and scan it at their their POS or in the bar and grill or, or anything you want to use it for, which is cool. So it's just, we want to, again, we want to give you a piece of this. So however we want to do that and, and you get value out of it, I think is, is cool. Yeah, I am. I, I am pumped to play, play. I mean, the X ones were great. I, I cannot wait to play the X's because that'll save a pretty penny in my wallet. So I'll be very excited about that, especially winter golf here. I'm sure uh, Jordan mm-hmm. winter golf in, uh, in Berlin is probably the same where it's just, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a little dreary. It's a little dreary here. I, little I can't dreary. wait to can't wait to give those a try in general. Brendan, <laughs> Brendan hasn't uh, shed the spread the wealth over here to, to the other members of the pod. So on, I got what, one dozen. On I, yeah. I played one dozen. I played one dozen, but don't worry. We will, we will be we'll, sharing. The- we'll, we'll get you some more over there after the, after this. Yeah, I'll send you my address because I don't think it'll make it past Brendan's oh address. Oh my god, <laughs> he's hoarding them. <laughs> I'm not hoarding them. We got to we got to and and shout out, of course, to Derek and Dominic who who you know gave us the introduction, sent us sent us the the balls, and and we were really pumped about that. It sent us one dozen, Brian, one dozen. I there's, tried there's, to keep a sleeve for all of us, but then I ended up losing them, which it, is what they're exactly. for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jordan, oh, my, yeah, you guys covered. My uh, my uh, girlfriend got one of those cricket machines, you know, to make like uh, to print out logos and everything like that. Um, I, I don't know if this is a copyright thing, but can you send me the original like uh, the Odin um, logo or something like that? I can start putting it on T-shirts, getting the name out there and and things like that, um, because I'd like to start making T-shirts for this podcast. And if I can put Odin on it as well, I mean, two birds, one stone, you know. Hell yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I love that. And um, and the other thing we can do for you guys too is put the Duffin' Up logo on the site 
so people can order the Duffin Up logo balls. Oh yes, wow. that is that is going to be right there. That that is what we're uh, we're very excited about because if you see Brian's hat, I didn't wear him. Shout out, shout out Eagle Brand. These are our boys too. But the Duffin Up logo is by far and away one of my uh, that bad boy, and that would look good. We have two logos, so we have like the old school uh, full like logo that we don't really mm-hmm. use. I will say we don't really use a lot anymore. It's on our it's our podcast logo. But then mm-hmm. we have like our hat logo, which is the one Brian's wearing right now. That's and that dope. thing is 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 one of my favorites. That thank you, Canva.com for helping me. <laughs> but that was uh that bad boy right there is has been a uh, you know, if we ever get into merch and everything, hopefully we uh we can we can get that one going too. So that would be cool. That's sick. Yeah, I ju- just made a note here. Um, you guys can yeah, we'll exchange logo files and um you know get that rolling. Absolutely. That's great. That's great. So, uh, so Timbo, do, do you, do you want to turn the, uh, the on air on and we, and we get into, Here we go, our, Big uh, Tim. We get into our questions. <laughs> oh, my eyes. My <laughs> eyes. <There we> go. <laughs> I can't see. Are you on air? I can't tell. <laughs> um, you have a seizure. <laughs> the, uh, well, let's run it, Big Tim. All right. All right, Jordan, we have these, uh, these questions that we ask at the end, um, I'm glad that you have no idea what they are. Um, some of them golf related, some of them more food related or not, <laughs> nothing to do with golf. Uh, so the first two um, should be easy questions or the first couple. Um, first of all, do you have any hole in ones? I have a hole in two. Come again? Which, a birdie? A, so <laughs> you're right. So I, hit it was a par three off the mat at a local par three course shanked the first one and then i dunked the second one so i i guess is that a birdie or a hole in two either one um that's as close as i've gotten that's interesting so did you like hit it off the mat and it kind of just like trickled like still on the mat and then you hit it again or did it just go like and then oh it 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 was a reload and the reload was there was a hill next to the hole it hit the hill and then just went straight to the hole and, and dunked it that way. Um, That's impressive. It was, it was, it was great, but at the same time, it wasn't because mm. I couldn't, I couldn't say it was a hole in one. It was. Right, right. It was That's actually, like said, that is legitimately probably the worst. Like that might be the worst feeling ever. Like now that I'm thinking about it, like, Oh my God. Oh, so close. You were so close. Did you get to see that that second shot go in? Oh, for sure. Yeah, it was it was a yeah. relatively short hole. Yeah, it was it was pretty clear. Um, if if fucking felt great, but <laughs> you knew you, you know still have cold, right. still have cold sweats thinking about it. One of the many things that keeps me up at night. <laughs> was it with an Odin golf ball? Big question. It wasn't. It was probably twelve years ago. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, so before the yeah. inception of Odin. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Before well, Schnitzel at the turn. Yeah, before Schnitzels. Before Schnitzels at the turn. Mm-hmm. Now, neither, uh, none of us have a hole in one. And I hope that uh, when one of us finally gets a hole in one, it'll be with an Odin golf ball for sure. I mean, that would be, that would be dynamite because you get to, you get to put that up on socials and say, and hold up the Odin golf ball. And, you know, that would be cool. I mean, that's just a dream. Uh, for the brand and the dream for for both of us two bear again two bears one stone hole in one and 
a uh, a little uh, uh, I don't know little advertisement for the brand um, promoting it. Um, so anyway, second question, Jordan, you are stranded on an island. You're stranded on an island. You have unlimited Odin golf balls. You don't know how long you're on the island, but you get to hit unlimited golf balls, hit them over and over again, but you can only bring one club. Which club are you bringing? It's Nuke City or Bust. Driver. <laughs> <laughs> He's bringing the big stick. I love it. I love Gotta it. Got to hit. Yep. Nope. Got to hit the nukes. Got to hit the nukes. Or you can practice your putting game and then come back and one putt everything. That's all that matters. It's all that matters. Brennan, Brennan's really just trying to get him some backup because Brennan said putter and now he's trying to get everybody else on board. And it's really embarrassing for him because no one is on no board. No one gets that. on board. No <laughs> one gets on board. That's yeah. fine. That's yeah. fine. I'll work on my short game. I won't be a three putt king anymore. Well, I, love, I love how Jordan's like driver, but it's like, or, you know, like, you know, like gradual maybe progression, putter. Maybe, maybe a putter, putter, right? Right, guys? Butter, huh? Butter? We <laughs> putting? We putting? Anyone? <laughs> Hello? Is this thing on? You get no respect. Yeah. I'm <laughs> so polite about it, too. Someone, it. Bring oh, Someone bring me a new mic. Someone bring me a new mic. Anyone? Hello? Right, Tim, how about you guys? What's your choices? <laughs> I, uh, I, I believe I was, um, I think I said, did I say seven iron? Because, or, um. Yeah, I think it was seven iron because I've been really needing to work on like my bump and runs because I my 60, I use my 60 degree pretty much like 80 yards or in, um, whether it be a long, a long like approach or anything. So I got to really get away into because uh, I got to move into a better bump and run game because I, I really can't like if I'm right off the green or on the fringe, it's it's either putting it or I'm, I'm like using my my 60 degree, which is not. But I think I could shave off and maybe save some strokes there. So I think I'm going to go seven because I, it's my, it's probably my favorite club, honestly. Um, just being able to like hit it full. And it's kind of what I, I do consistently with, with my seven, but um, maybe using it around the greens, getting a little better at it. But that's a good, that's a good point. I, I have <laughs> to say this officially. I will say I am a, I want to just, spank the three iron i love hitting a good three iron. there's nothing there's no mm. better feeling in my mind than hitting a good long iron and it's so versatile as far as you can hit it off the tee on a decently short hole if you really mm -hmm. need to and uh you know it increases your chance it'll increase my chances of getting on a par five and two you know if the distance allows um but i'd love hitting there's no better feeling than hitting a good long iron for sure just pure in it but when you hit a bad long iron you know you hit a bad long iron that's the only mm -hmm. the drawback um it's a right. ring, 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 ring you know like a, just ring your hand you need batting gloves yeah. um yeah totally yeah i feel yeah yeah it's like super thin and super thin super thin yeah, yeah i agree well, especially so now this... with it with it being so cold up in new england like i'm i don't know if you are tim but like if I'm getting out in like 35 degree weather, like I'm Tommy two gloving every time. Like yeah. I, I've got, mm -hmm. I've got yeah. both, I got both cat. Like I bought Callaway winter glove. Have you seen totally off topic again? Sorry. Have you seen the Titleist mittens? Like the golf mittens? No. They're the silliest mm -hmm. things in the world. They're like massive. Like you cannot grip a club with those mittens. And they're massive. They like are they're, absolutely... they're meant to. They're meant to grip grip a club. Yes, though. they're meant to try and grip golf clubs during the winter time. And like, I don't understand them. 
when you say mittens, like are there individual fingers or is it legit like mittens? Wow. Yeah, I don't get that. I can Wait, barely. Are you talking about yeah, the card, the card, <coughs> the card mittens? Like they're yeah. those things are big. I didn't know they're you massive. Mm. Some people try and play with them. I'm like, you take them off. <laughs> Just take take them off. <laughs> yeah, in between shots. In between. I have seen I have seen like the uh, the pouches that like fo- that quarterbacks have. I've seen oh, that. Oh, those the golf things are course. hilarious. That that makes sense. I mean, I put it on the on the back, but that makes sense in order to keep your normal hands or gloved gloved hand warm in between shots. But I can't imagine because I'm I'm super mental when it comes to like golfing i hate i hate wearing long sleeves honestly like especially when it's a little frigid so like i'll go pants and short sleeves over shorts and long sleeve just because it's all mental so i i get enough with that but i can't even imagine mittens i think i would just chalk it up chalk it up as a loss there because yeah i'm a big i'm a big uh blowing your hands kind of guy <laughs> keep keep those warm <laughs> Well, I'm good with the, the other... Tommy two glove and I, I, I don't, I don't mind wearing two, the two Callaway gloves and, and they're like winter gloves too. So like now I have like a summer glove and winter glove. So I'm like, I'll, I'll take it. Brendan, I picture you like no more stepping into the batter's box, tightening it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like being very OCD about making sure it's tight after every swing. I'm surprisingly, I used to be that way. I have become the most go with the flow golfer because I, I realized I was not going to, you know, at, at age 29, I needed to stop pouting that I wasn't going to make the PGA tour. So, uh, so now I just go out and, and take one practice swing, get right up there, hit the sea ball, ball, hit ball. And, and we're, we're, we're rolling. We are rolling. Sea <laughs> ball, hit ball, consume copious amounts of hot dogs. Copious, consume copious amount. Yes, consume copious amounts of hot dogs and a couple pops there too. Thoughts on a Hawaiian bun on that hot dog, Brendan? Uh, that is potato bun slash King's Hawaiian bun. We we can we can we can mess with right there. That's I would take a King's Hawaiian bun. That would be you know we don't really have. It's kind of like a out here like we don't have Hawaiian. We don't have like the Hawaiian style chips. We have Cape, Cape Cod chips. So it's very. I feel like potato buns and King's Hawaiian buns are like one in the same right there. Like they're very, it, very much good buns. Aren't those it's King, a great, aren't those King Hawaiian buns like really small? Wouldn't you have like two? That's like a slider. Buns? Those are the slider buns. They have hot dog buns too. Oh, they do. Okay. Yeah. The Actually, what's funny is when people eat uh, brats here, they have the brat that sticks out in a little bun in the middle and then they put the mustard around the whole part of the meat. Um, so they, it is like that little Hawaiian bun because they don't do hot dogs here like we do, where it's it's, it's full, it's a full covering snug. Yeah. So that's kind of fascinating. But the juxtaposition of the Hawaiian sweetness with that sauerkraut, I mean, that's that's a Ooh. fucking move and a half, right? Wow. Yes, it is. Wow. Yes, <laughs> that sounds amazing yeah. right there. That's I I feel like. I guess I go back to potato buns all the time because it's very, they're very similar buns, but it's like, I feel like that you get like a little bit of a sweeter kick. You get a little bit of a, you get something in there, but I will say, I feel like for Germans in general, like I, I just feel like they just eat like sausage, like 24 seven. And like, you go to like the German halls and everything. And it's just like, we don't even eat buns. You, you use a fork and a knife and you just have some spatzel. You got the sauerkraut, you go with it. Did, when you were in Berlin, did you have currywurst? I had currywurst, which was delicious. I had schnitzel, mm-hmm. which was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I had never heard of spatzel, and I got it, and it's like 
Mm. It's egg noodles, basically, right? That was that, mm-hmm. that was pretty good. I, that that mm-hmm. went really well with sausages. Yeah, we we ate a lot of pork while we were over there, which I feel like is a very very German thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, Bride Tim, uh, um, uh, currywurst is like sausages cut up, and then it has a curry ketchup. Oh yeah. With some spice, with some spice on it. You eat it with a little fork, and then uh, French fries with mayo on the side. It's kind of. And then the other big thing here too, uh, Brennan, do you have kebabs when you're here? Donor kebabs are, I mean, that's just like a European specialty right there. Like that is, they were much better in Germany, I would say, because I know Germany has a huge Turkish population, but like talking about it. Oh my God. We, when we, when I was living in Ireland, like the thing was you would go out to the bars and then you would go to a kebab house at like two in the morning and everyone would be singing silly songs and just waiting in line for like garlic cheese fries. There was a place in Galway that did taco fr- taco fries were very popular where I lived in Ireland and they were amazing. And then, yeah, you would get like a donair kebab or a chicken kebab or like a, you know, and it was, it's delightful. It's, it's delightful. Yeah. It was, there was a reason I came back much, he- uh, not much heavier, but heavier than, than I went. So. The, they're they're the ultimate booze mops. They are the three they in, really like are. five in the morning, just soaking it up. Yeah, they do. Oh, did you club? Did, for did, sure. Did, did Brendan? Did you club here when you were here? Did you hit any of the 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 deep house clubs? So that's that is something I did not do, and I kind of regretted it. But it was uh, we we were supposed I was supposed to, but then then I I chickened out. So I was like, so next time, next time I go, I gotta gotta give it a try. I've heard they're very interesting to say that it's very fun. You heard it here if first, you need a woman has to go to a club. Ugh. Yeah, and, club. and record TikTok dances while yep. he's at the club. Imagine that. Imagine that. Me, me, me in the club doing like uh one of those like uh TikTok little TikTok-y dances, like me and Mr. Good get along so good. Me and Mr. <laughs> whatever wait. you do, like they're just like, ah. Ah, I I could see it. <laughs> I'd rather not. <laughs> I could see it. No, I did not go to any of the clubs, but I've heard they they're they are uh, some of the best in Europe and and just very different. So that that's kind of cool. If you guys ever need a local fixer when you're here, you know you know where to go. Absolutely. We got Absolutely. We got a club. We got, plug. we got a plug. Club plug. Um. All right. So, Jordan, take a look. See that window right behind you? I want you to look out there. Imagine you have your very own backyard. And in that very own backyard, I want you to imagine a golf hole. Now, this golf hole is going to be your favorite golf hole, either one that you've played before or one that you've seen on TV that you just like, I got to have this golf hole. You have one golf hole in your backyard. You can play this golf hole over and over again. Which golf hole are you choosing? I'd go with the Coeur d'Alene Island Green. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a really good one. We haven't heard that one yet. That that thing, that's a thing of beauty. Yep. That's a really good one. The rub with that is you need enough darts because you can't walk over and you take your shag bag, your bri bag, and shag them, right? Right. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Imagine. Yeah, no, I would uh I would, I, I, we would need a, a subscription for, for Odin golf balls right there. Just send them 10 at 10, 10 dozen at a time. Just like we. that or that are some very expensive scuba gear. 
That's true. That's true. Maybe. I have seen I have seen that it uh what I was golfing in a course one time and there was this guy in, in the pond. Like it was a the pond is probably no big no no deeper than three feet. So like this guy was basically he could have been like moving himself with just his hands. It could have been on his knees, but he had full scuba gear just getting all the golf balls out of the pond. It was a uh, a part three course. Um and it was I mean you got it the, the holes were all all the holes were over water. So there's dozens and I mean hundreds of thousands of balls in there and um i was like i hope i was like i kind of hope that the course didn't like give him the the access to to do this i hope he's doing it on his own but like if you have the full scuba gear he had the full scuba gear not even a snorkel he could have had a snorkel but he had full gear and he uh i hope that he was just doing that on his own because no one's going to question someone with scuba gear it's too funny but I, I just love that. It's there, some people go those extra miles. I've seen a lot of those companies too come out of the pandemic as as resellers, golf ball resellers. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are mm-hmm. are younger younger people that are just trying to make a buck. A lot of the ones that I've seen, they're like high schoolers that are doing it. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm like, it's it's makes sense. I mean, but mm-hmm. it's like uh, the modern day lemonade stand. You just kind of put, right. put something out there and. Um, you know, make a few dollars and, and just go scrub, yeah, right. Just wash them, clean them, make them white, and put them on their way. Mini entrepreneurs, future entrepreneurs. You know, mm-hmm. I like it. Little side hustles, right there. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Am I right? Mm-hmm. All right. So there's lots of smells in Germany. We're talking about food. We're talking about different things. Um. All right. So I want you. What is a smell? This is not a golf related question, by the way. What is you're a- now into the unrelated golf questions? These are just our fun questions. <laughs> what is a smell that other people usually find atrocious, usually find uh, unappealing um, to the common nose, but you secretly like? What's a smell that most people don't like, but you kind of like? The first thing that came to mind was you walk into a barbecue joint and it goes against any sort of vegan's DNA or, or wishes. And there there's, I, there's a, I'm, I have numerous amounts of friends who are vegans who make things political. Um, and again, like everyone chooses their path from a, from a, a food standpoint, I totally respect that. But as soon as you start making it political that, Hey, I want to fucking take down a rack of ribs and a brisket sandwich. Like I'm going to do that. Uh, and what's the, the boondock saints quote, make, make like a tree and get the fuck out of here kind of thing. <laughs> you know, so that, I don't know if that's indicative it answers your question of the, and you know, a larger population. Um, that's the first thing that came to mind. The other thing that came to mind is um, I remember uh, visited, I was lucky to visit Vietnam a couple times and that smell like in that culture and, and is very specific. And I think for a lot of people would be kind of weird because they eat food on the street, you know, they, they consume things in, in different ways than we would and, and, you know, I guess more of the Western world. So that's another thing that came to mind, but I would say like, and yeah, candidly, and maybe I have a bone to pick with some of the vegans that, that I'm thinking about, but um, that's neither here nor there. See, I that it's almost personal for you. It's like a you you like the smell to spite, uh, to spite a view that you don't necessarily agree with. 
when it gets to a political level. Yeah. And but to most people, I mean, I, all three of us, I'm sure we love walking into a barbecue joint, smelling the meat, the ribs, the oh yeah, the oh yeah, like like some, <laughs> oh yeah. Normally, we would say no. Everyone loves that smell, but in your particular case, you have a good argument, and it's it's a personal thing for you. So I, I like the answer. Very different answer than we've gotten before. There's a and background. the other thing. There's a back. The other background is um, being Sicilian by background, and mo- most of my family's from the East Coast. So you guys know a lot of East Coast Italians, and they're all from Jersey and New York area. So like many cultures, food was always used as a political weapon internally with the family, whether it's a meatball or an eggplant parm or a piece of lasagna. It was it was always used politically with some sort of ulterior motive. So I think like growing up and having that. Uh, baptism by fire with food and and people using food as a way to bring across an argument in this case it's like hey you're you're doing something nefarious by you know eating a you know a 24 baby back ribs um it's yeah everyone's got a lane and i get it but uh i i'm gonna keep doing that <laughs> <laughs> i love that i love that that's great awesome uh, yeah how about Most you guys go yeah, gas. I was gasoline and uh, gasoline. Gasoline and cigarette smoke was mine. So very, <laughs> very, very weird ones. Open up. Gotta love a cowboy. Gotta love a cowboy killer here and there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even. I don't even smoke cigarettes. I was just like, I sometimes I walk by and I'm like, I kind of like that smell. Like it's weird. It's are, very strange. How are you with? How are you with cigar smoke? Uh, I feel like people enjoy cigar smoke though. Like I feel like people like actually like that smell and it's like normalized, whereas like cigarettes, people are just like, ew, gross. You know what I mean? So I mm-hmm. feel like that's why cigar smoke, I feel like most people would enjoy that smell. Whereas cigarette smoke, people are like, no. It is. Tim and Brian, like a- you guys were you you guys had interesting did Tim, were you tar or Brian, were you tar? I like tar. Was that- a can of tennis balls. I like that. Can of tennis balls. Oh, that was really that's good. a great one. That is very good. Yeah, with where the it pops when you lift the lid off, and, and yeah, oh, yeah. great smell. The balls like, aren't frizzy. They're like very uh, smooth, and yeah, I'm right there with you. Yep, it's definitely some sort of chemical that I don't know what it is, but it smells great. Right. <laughs> yeah, and, and not associated with with the marijuana. I do like the smell of a skunk. I like. I like. I think that's an interesting one. A lot of people don't like it. And I like this far before, before uh, I even knew it smelled just like Mary Jane. Um, mm-hmm. I, I really do do like the smell of a skunk. I don't know why I think it makes it think, I guess a lot of it has to do with nostalgia and, and association too, I think has to do mm-hmm. with like summertime. And, um, and I mean, that's probably the same with maybe Brennan's been to a lot of good pubs with the cigarette smoke or or breakfast back in the day. This the smoker mm-hmm. section and the non-smoking section uh, breakfast places. Ninety nines, baby. Ninety nine <laughs> exactly. smoking and non-smoking. Yeah, I remember you guys remember we're we're like the last of a which breed. So I feel fun. like it's so funny because like those those sections were broken off by like a or section off by a partition that didn't go all the way. So everything's yeah. a smoking section. And it was it was barely a partition. It was usually just like a curtain. I know <laughs> we did a we did a better job with covid sectioning off that we did for cigarettes smoking and you can see that and it's so funny I, I will say now like so for for like down in like georgia and south carolina there's still like so like wild wing cafes like a couple of them still have smoking and non-smoking sections and what they do now with the partitioning is like impressive like it is like full glass like 
No, oh, that, that's yeah. like at church when they would have the baby crying room. <laughs> when exactly. They went to a <laughs> exactly. That's too funny. They did a better job <laughs> with babies crying than they did with smoking, <laughs> smoking cigarettes indoors. That's hysterical. Did you did you say Buffalo Wild Wings or is that no Wild, Wild Wing Cafe? It's a it's a okay. different. It's it's okay. It's Got more it. of a southern. It actually mm. started in Hill. It actually started where where my family uh where my family lives now in South Carolina, but um. Mm. Yeah, it started down there, and it's uh, it's it's more of a southern thing. I think they have like fifty locations. It's smaller, but it's mm. it's very mm-hmm. it's very similar. Um, the wings are nowhere near as good as Buffalo Wild Wings, though. And Buffalo Wild Wings, I don't mm. even think have that great of wings. So we can talk about mm. that in another day, though. <laughs> and, and Jordan, with you being in Germany, what's what's a place that you miss the most, or a food that you miss the most that you don't have, um, over there? Yeah, this is interesting. I, I get asked about this a lot, and I think about it a lot. Just being, you know, food possessed, maybe to an extent, it, holding it against vegans, like personal mission. I'm, I'm kidding. You know, there's vegans listening. <laughs> yeah, there goes you know, our we're, vegan we're, listeners. Thanks a lot. Yeah, there goes. <laughs> you lost. You lost. The, you lost the Canadians, the vegans. <laughs> yeah, we're losing. We've lost yeah. everyone. <laughs> yeah, lost all, everyone, set, all right? seven I, of them. <laughs> I apologize. Thoughts and prayers. So the the food here. Um, has gotten better because there's a lot of expats. When I first moved here, there were the creature comforts I missed being, you know, Californian, Mexican food, um, burgers, barbecue, and then there's the home cooked meals, of course. Now you can get a pretty good burger. You can get good barbecue. You can get pretty gets the job done Mexican, um, because a lot of these places are expats or people who lived abroad that's a big trend. And then they move back to their home country or they, they started with local expats and they've executed food that people have missed. So over time, over the 10 years being here, it's able to kind of get whatever you want. Um, But again, like I'm sure you guys have this too, whenever you travel, there's, there's stuff at home that just is very hard to recreate again. Like you said, Brian, the nostalgia, you, you can't, uh, there's not there, you can't on you know, get rid of that wiring that you have as, as a person, you just have that as a, as a creature comfort. So, um, yeah. And then, um, now with Odin, obviously I'm going back, you know, parachuting back three or four times a year and more so now, which is cool. And I get to partake in all that enough that I can get my fix of, I want to, you know, pull pork sandwich or whatever. I was about to say, like, especially for California side, like probably crispy fish tacos. I feel like you probably can like, never mind. I don't even know if Germany has fish. Like I'm, I'm joking on that side, but, yeah. like, but <laughs> I would not trust a crispy fish top. I barely trust it on the East coast. Never mind in, in Germany, a landlocked country. So I, mean, right. I would totally. be very suspicious on that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Brendan, when when did you live in Ireland? And how 2013, long? I did a study abroad program there, so it was about Sweet. six months. Talk cool. about good, yeah. talk about good fish there too. Brad guy, you were Hell you yeah. were uh, was, you yeah. went for a little bit too, right? Yeah, I was study abroad in Galway as well. Yeah. Um, oh, sick. Cool. Yeah, so I I did my whole my whole Europe tour and doing all the things. The closest I got to Germany was was Belgium. Um, I never, mm-hmm. I never actually went to Germany, but Belgium's just like a uh, very similar in that sense, um, with with all the good foods and and such. Um, but uh, no, that's it's. I I mean, I love everything about Europe, and I, I've also been to. 
to Asia as well. But I, as you know, mm-hmm. like you were mentioning, like Western versus Eastern sides, it's totally different worlds. At least Europe is is somewhat uh, similar to to what we're used to here. So it's it's just basically enjoying that culture. Whereas when I went, I went to Thailand, and and that's a whole different culture shock mm-hmm. and a whole different world. Mm-hmm. There's far less similarities between to what we're used to so um so when when you mentioned like the smells of vietnam and it's something mm-hmm. that's it's entirely entirely foreign foreign to you and, and something that um they people here are not used to so they may find it a quote-unquote weird or uncomfortable but that's it's it's not mm-hmm. that it's just different yeah kind of way mm-hmm. totally yeah do you guys have a ideal golf trip for the four of you taking somewhere like hey we want to go to fiji and play or we want to go to new zealand do you you guys have a duffing up internal trip that you guys want to do like on your wish list talked about it's been talked about um Mm -hmm. first i got to get the guys down to south carolina sooner or later when all of our schedules Mm -hmm. match up and and Mm -hmm. uh and and mike comes back from paternity leave (laughs) and so um but we definitely want to do that and then i have uh couple of like ideas that i would like to do and then i know bry guy you've done a couple too and um obviously getting over to like scotland would be sick the irish golf scene is amazing um but yeah definitely want to do a couple couple more trips as we get more and more into it too Desante bay after uh tpc Desante bay is on there now thank you nelson thank you nelson that place looks sick Yep, that was that's incredible. Affordable, affordable too. Affordable Very affordable. Yeah, when we looked at it, it was like it was surprisingly affordable. Just and where it. is that actually? That's down in in um really close to uh, Cabo San Lucas in Mexico. Mm-hmm. And they reached nice. out. I we posted something, and they like they commented on our post and they were just like uh, and nelson tagged us in a post on it and then they commented and they're like let us know when you want to get your vacation started and i'm like oh <laughs> now i'm really thinking about it <laughs> shit yeah that's uh that sounds epic i mean yeah you guys should do like a, a duffin up destination tourney yeah. i'd be into that that'd be cool that'd be, that'd cool. be sick that'd be sick holding golf yeah traveling the country <laughs> there we go get those get those cricket shirts printed <laughs> exactly gotta get those mini billboards spread throughout the, the world you gotta start moving moving golf balls elsewhere you gotta shank them shank them in mexico shank them over here in washington Boom. spread them that's right spread them around. all right our uh our last question the answers have been 50 50 throughout the, its entirety as a history um, throughout, you know, just talking to people at work, asking people on this podcast, um, asking Joe Schmo on the street. Not that I've done that yet, but maybe, maybe they might punch me. But do you think, Jordan, do you think a cake would be more offended to be called a pie or would a pie be more offended to be called a cake? A pie would be more offended to be called a cake. Why is that? Yes, correct answer. I feel like the pie is the vegan to the ribs nemesis. <laughs> if that makes sense. 
<laughs> you guys a real bone to pick with the vegans. It's so funny. I, Jordan I know, versus vegans is is a. <laughs> I mean, it's Tiger versus Phil. Jordan versus v- vegans right now. Brandon, this is, is that going to be the is that going to be the IG uh, post title when you put this out? It <laughs> might be. It might be Odin. I mean, our our title might be Odin versus vegans. <laughs> our our episode title. <laughs> The uh, the other three might disown me because I think uh, they they might be, uh, occasionally play in that regard. So um, I'm kidding yeah, on no, that side. Well, yeah, no, well. no, I don't, I don't, I don't fucking care. I'll I'll, I'll <laughs> hammer vegans all day. <laughs> I love it. That's hysterical. That's interesting though. So the, the, you know, thinking of that, of course, as an analogy, but also I thought I was thinking initially of Do you guys have Marie calendars on the East Coast? Do we? Oh, yeah. Well, not probably not not brick and mortar. I've I've seen, I've seen uh like, the the ones in the grocery stores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I initially thought of that place as. I mean, it's not overly fancy. I was just thinking uh, again, a pie place, a pie, uh, establishment. I think would be more because that's a lane. That's a very specific lane that they chose. Cakes or. Mm-hmm is all sorts of sizes and toppings and flavors. There's like more options with a cake, I feel like, than a pie. A pie is like maybe eight or 10, you know, lemon meringue and apple and pumpkin. You know, there's like eight or 10 on the table setting and then cakes are like, yeah, there's funfetti and then there's, you know, German chocolate cake and there's cheesecake and everything under the sun cake-wise. There's Barbie cakes, there's fucking Lego cakes. There's not Lego pies or Barbie pies or uh you know marvel pies right um but cakes for sure and i feel like it's a bigger industry like if disney's gonna buy a company next it's not gonna be a pie company it's gonna be a cake company like that you know in those terms yep yep i like that you slipped cheesecake in there brendan is is a big uh cheesecake is 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 not allowed because cheesecake and cheesecake has been disqualified because cheesecake is the perfect combination of a pie and a cake into one delicious dessert interesting um, is that because of the underbelly crust absolutely <laughs> absolutely the undercarriage absolutely. <laughs> so it's basically the- your 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 argument is if it's not fluff all the way through it's not a cake what what's your what's your litmus test or your sniff test it's, it's Our, whatever um, brendan says it is he just makes up his rules as it goes along whatever benefits him in this kind of oh come on no but literally <laughs> cheesecake is is absolutely a combination of a pie it's absolutely a combination of a pie and a cake because it is it is it's just so different than everything else we had to one one person brought up from trill golf the guys at trill brought up cobbler too and we're like we can't even do this because we have no idea what it is because we don't have it up north so we're like we have to push that out um we disqualified cheesecake because yes it is it 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 is a it i feel like cheesecake is a combination it's like a pie and a cake that you put into one and it's delicious i'm looking at this marie calendar's website and it's like porn porn for food (laughs) oh straight up oh my god God. Oh, they have fucking fucking incredible cornbread. I used to go in there just for the cornbread, and they they eventually they caught on. They're like, "Are you gonna order anything else?" Or <laughs> and they, I think they they put it. Brian, I think you're right. They put it in stores as well. I don't know mm-hmm. if they did the cornbread, but for sure the pies. Um, how about you guys? What do you think? What do you for the 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 pie cake thing? 
I don't know. I it's it's kind of the uh, the benefit of always asking the question. I've never really had to answer. I don't. And Tim wants to. And Tim keeps it that way because yeah, whenever he I'm always dodges it. Whenever whenever we <laughs> whenever it's like Tim, what do you think? It's it's Dodge City. It yeah. is a Dodge Tim, Challenger right in there. Tim, Tim's the green. Tim's the green party of cake and, and pie. He's he's the in between neutral. The yeah, vermin, yeah. vermin supreme. Exactly. Yeah, he's the vermin supreme. <laughs> he, uh, that is I, a very localized New England thing right there. You may not get vermin supreme. Do, do you know, do you know vermin after, supreme, Jordan? I, I don't know. Oh, Did you say vermin or vermin, vermin supreme? supreme. If Google, Google him right, uh, well, you don't right, do right now. Right after the podcast, right give him a Google, vermin. listen to his uh, he is this politician. To his, is he Vermont or New he's Hampshire? New Hampshire, even New Hampshire. better. Oh, he's this guy, long beard, looks like a fisherman. He wears a boot on his head, and he was he was running for one of those independent parties. Um, and never never got elected, obviously, but legend. Just name Vermin Supreme. You gotta you gotta look him up. You'll love him. I think you would you would vote for him in a heartbeat. But um, my answer to the question was, um, I I I'm going off of a vibe standpoint in regards to cake, the vibes that cake gives off and the vibes that pies go off. And I think a cake would be more offended to be called a pie because it'd be like, dude, you're being such a pie right now. Like, don't don't do that. Kind of like an uptight kind of. I feel like pies are pretentious in that way, whereas a cake is like, woo. So it's like, dude, mm-hmm. don't 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 be such a pie. You're being a pie right now. And so I think off of vibes, I, I'm going. I think a cake would be very offended. Be like, whoa, don't, don't, did you just call me a pie? Are you, are you serious right now? We're not going there. Um, so that's kind of bro. My, don't come at me here, right, dude? Yeah, don't you yeah. dare call me a pie. You can call me. You can call me a cobbler, but don't you dare call me a pie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pies totally. Are pies are amazing. I, I thoroughly enjoy. No, I love. Fantastic. Yeah, I love them both. Yeah, it is funny because the question isn't what do you like more. That's not the question. Right. Right. Because a lot of times afterwards, people will say, like, I do like we get that also 50-50, where it's like, I think a pie would rather be called would be more offended, but I like cake more. Or we get, I think the cake would be called would be more offended, but I like pie more. So we do also get that side too. It's interesting. So here so here's one thing. Last meal on earth, everyone's Mm -hmm. favorite question. Uh you can choose one pie and one cake both and then there's other stuff you can choose on top which we can get into you guys can answer but you can choose one pie one cake two of them one each what would you guys choose oh there's this there's this pie that was made for me when i was uh i was in milwaukee and i was had a pie made for me it was called a banoffee pie those things Yo, that's like an Irish traditional thing right there. That thing is amazing. It's like a banana cream almost kind of thing. And it is mm. the best pie I've ever had. So I'm going to go with it. It's like a banana cream kind of pie. Then that would be the pie. I, I'll come back to you on the cake, but get the other people, guys. I don't mm-hmm. Killer. Never uh, had that. Bry guy, you want to try? No, I'll let you go. Okay. Uh, pie would be apple pie. I am a col- I am a red blooded American after all. So, you know, baseball and apple pie, it's what we do. And then cake is a little bit tougher because I was a big ice cream cake kid growing up. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed ice cream cake. So I think I do have to go ice cream cake on this because cheesecake is still disqualified, still disqualified mm-hmm. in this conversation. So mm-hmm. if not, I would have gone cheese. I would have gone like a true old school New York cheesecake in a heartbeat, but. Well, mm-hmm. we'll go with an ice cream cake. 
Yep. And Brendan, are you doing that apple pie warm with vanilla ice cream or is it oh, yeah. straight up? Oh yeah. Okay. Warm with all, Ed, all hey, a la mode, a la me right there. Like that's, that's, I, that's how we do it. I feel like you're a fixins guy. Like you need, you need, you need to add to the experience. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, this is making me really hungry, and and we cannot have that. But, but uh, and I, but yeah, the reason no, I say is. that is because of of your hot dog order. I think was all telling. Yes, yes, gotta have gotta have some stuff on there. Can't go bland hot dogs are the worst thing in the world. Raw like, dog, just, oh. Brendan can't go raw Forget dog. about it. Can't raw dog Forget it. About Cannot it. raw dog it. And then the other thing, Brendan, what ice cream cake are you going? Uh, I am probably going the traditional ice cream cake of like chocolate on the bottom and then the little chocolate thingies and then the icing like a carvel yes the the pure carvel chocolate uh the pure carvel chocolate ice cream cake they had that in germany uh they don't uh they they did have a carvel in california i know it's predominantly east coast right yeah Um, we used to go and get i think the the pinwheels is that is that yes yes yeah, the pinwheels, and then obviously the the soft serve killer. You know, cakes out of this world. It didn't last, unfortunately, because I think people didn't appreciate it. Um, everyone, everyone was into ba- uh, Baskin Robbins, ah, uh. um, which also has a very formidable mint chocolate chip ice cream cake, ah, which I would throw throw into the ring. Um, so, uh, so Bri, back to you and, and Tim. What do you guys think? No, I do. I do like the uh, the ice cream cake. I was going to say is probably up there, but um, there's also this death by chocolate cake near us from this Greg's. establishment called Greg's. Yes, oh, it's a, it's I didn't like, even think like, of that. Yeah, it's like, it's like a two. It's there's only like a couple a couple rest Greg's restaurants, and I think it's only Rhode Island, but um, it's Greg's death by chocolate, which it's it's you have you have like the smallest sliver. And you're you're in bed like you need a glass of milk handy. Um, it can be a vegan milk or an almond or a, or a cow milk, whoever mm-hmm, <laughs> trying, to, right. trying to play both sides yeah, of the fence here. But yeah, well, it's, but yeah, Brian's trying to bring him back here. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. If you're still listening, yeah. you're you're good. I support you. I but know, I also I hurt your ratings here. <laughs> no, but I also but I also feel like <laughs> if you're having this death by chocolate cake, you might as well go full glass of whole milk because yeah. mm. you're not you're, <laughs> you're not you're not holding back. You're not you're really splurging there. So. Bulguna, so that's a good one. Um, but yeah, you can't have that in the middle of a work day because you're not going to get anything done for the rest of the day. It's kind oh, of a, forget about it's it. It's like a yeah. nightcap. Yeah, you're better off. Right. Yeah, you're better off having yeah. a big glass of whiskey because you're just mm-hmm. not productive the rest of the day. Um, and then uh, I, I like a good. I made a blueberry pie um, like mm. last year, and um, the amount of sugar that I put in it, like I thought the recipe mm. called for it, but it, it probably didn't need that much. But I I freaking it was one of the best pies I've ever had just because it was just basically pure sugar, which also probably for the rest of the day, you won't be productive. So I like a good yeah. blueberry pie. And we even did like the whole uh, on top of it, the cross cross weaving of the 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 topping. So um, the, the cross is what you call it. So, yeah, I like blueberry mm-hmm. pie and, and death by chocolate. So all together, uh, you need to go on a diet in itself just after having both of those things. Legit, mm-hmm. you do, you do. Jordan, mm-hmm. Jordan, what about you? Well, what do you have your cake answer? 
Oh, probably the death by chocolate. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, fuck me. That sounds killer. Yeah. You come this hey, come this way, man. We'll we'll take oh take dude. It, yeah. We'll, we'll take it to I, a Greg's. <laughs> the thing weighs 20 I love, pounds. It's so moist. I, it's amazing. I love that neck of the woods for sure. We we gotta make it out there. Um so my my cake answer was gonna be just just straight up just just fucking fluffy as hell chocolatey chocolate cake but i know you you two mentioned that with from greg's my other option would be just a straight up just quintessential funfetti cake mm, just one just, just of those just get down and dirty at, you know at a birthday party uh kind of thing <laughs> um you know and then leftover funfetti muffins on top with some vanilla icing boom wow uh, and then you know, and then like eating the wrapper crumbs after, right? Um, right. Can't get enough. Just so, just soaking soaking that up with a glass of Bry's whole milk. Oh, there we go. Um, <laughs> what about the pie? Pie probably pumpkin. Be, being a being a born on Halloween and just loving that time of year. Probably just 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 a straight up pumpkin pie. Um, although the apple. The warm apple with with vanilla ice cream is, I think, equally formidable and would give its run for its money any day. I, pumpkin pie has become an acquired taste for me. It is now I gotta have a slice at the holidays. It is very good now. It's it really is. Good choice. For good sure. choice. That's an American answer right there. I love it. It's straight up. That is. That up. is. Some people like yeah. myself, not big pumpkin pie guys, which is not a. Uh, which is I, your, I become a very your, bad New Englander on that side, but you know. What's your Thanksgiving pie? Oh, apple. It's always apple. It's it's always okay. It's what, it's got to be venture, apple. Do you venture into pecan or any of those? We do not because we're we're more southern. I mean, my parents are more southern transplants than they are like southerners. Mm-hmm. Like they both grew up mm-hmm. in Massachusetts. So like, I feel like that's a very similar thing to like eggplant parm. Like if you do not have an Italian Nona, like you cannot cook, you should not be cooking an eggplant parm. Uh, if you do not have a Miss Kitty as your grandmother from, from, you know, Northeast Georgia, like mm-hmm. you should not be cooking, you should not be cooking a pecan pie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Now you can buy it, other- you can buy it, but you better not sure. be cooking it. <laughs> right. Yeah, sure. Shit. Not. The second part of this question, another round table here. What's the rest of that last meal on earth look like? Ooh. Uh, Mediterranean, like a falafel with like Ooh. the cucumber sauce. The, the No kidding. Yeah, the tabbouleh, the hummus. I love all that. I love all that. Wow. You would definitely fit in well here then. Yeah, I lo- I'd love all of that. That is so do, good. Do you like that? And do you like Iggy Pop and Bowie bootlegs? I don't know what that is, but I'm. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's in the same category. Then yes, I do like it. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. I'm yeah. in. <laughs> that's killer. I love that answer. That's a that's I could eat that the rest of my life. That is so good. Mexicans a close second. Mexicans mm. very close second. But what about you guys? Keep it going. I like the round table. Saying the round table. Bry guy, you want to you want to take this one? Here we go, so, big Bry. Yeah, so just because Tim Tim went real exotic with it, um, I think one of the best dishes that I've ever had is actually Peruvian called uh, Lomo Saltado, 
which is unbelievable. Um, it is funny because it's the first time I had it and the, and the best Loma Soltado I've ever had is from this really, <laughs> this like place near, I went to school in Providence, Rhode Island, and, and there was this uh, small, um, small like place that you would go by and miss it easily and it's like it was BYOB but at the time we were uncertain we kind of thought it was BYOB but we didn't know so like we when we brought the beers in we're like this is good right like this is okay like they barely spoke any English but it's this dish it's like this rice dish that has nice um skirt steak on top of it um a lot of vegetables and also um they do french fries on top of it as well and then it has this this um uh, this kind of sauce that you put on top of it and it's it's uh, one of the best things. So I, I like that Lomo Saltado dish. Or if we're just going to go normal, like uh, I like a good unreal steak and, and mashed potatoes too is, is always a yeah. good meat and potatoes kind of guy. What's your steak order? Medium rare. <laughs> medium rare is my go-to. It, what? what oh, oh, what kind of cut? What kind of cut? Yeah, what, oh. well, yeah, I get, yeah, yeah, medium rare. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, cut-wise. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I can go either way. I mean, I feel like filet is way too small half the time. Like I love a good filet, but it's so small that I'm like, ah, like it's it goes too quick. I'd have to, and it's too expensive for that size. It's kind of like a Pro V. It's like it's a really expensive, but it's a mm-hmm. you only get a right. dozen. Whereas if you order Odin golf balls, you get two two dozen for for less than one dozen of Pro Vs. Um, and anyway, a bone and ribeye. And a bone and ribeye. Yeah. So I I don't really get um. I like good our new line. tagline the bone and ribeye of golf balls <laughs> exactly right exactly That's Best question, for your buck. brandon what do you think question mark uh do you like your bone in question mark yes that's yes okay. uh yes that was that's <laughs> as, as the as as the balls uh question <laughs> for for the on the marketing uh graphic Oh man, that's that's hilarious. But yeah, no, I mean brian that's a that's a fantastic selection so right brian there. you said sirloin sure yeah yeah i love a good love a good sirloin Solid. yeah okay yeah if i'm going conventional i'm going bone in prime rib, like massive bone in prime rib mashed potatoes asparagus horseradish cream sauce everything like that unconventional i'm pretty similar to what tim does but like um i know you know this like uh it would be like um it'd probably be like don't like a kind of like doner kebab or something like that like some type of middle eastern dish that's like you know you got chicken and rice or you got lamb and rice, something like that like that lamb stuff lamb. is lamb that, that is also my jam like that mm. is or if i really want to go at like a good i i may actually i take that back i'm going indian food i'm going like a good either chicken like a traditional chicken tikka or something like or a biryani something like that 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 stuff's amazing mm-hmm. Amazing. I, I didn't know we we're doing conventional conventional cheeseburger. I can have a cheeseburger any day. Like, all right, Jordan, talk to us. Give it to me, Jordan. What do you got? <laughs> what, what's yours? What would be yours? So, for sure, uh, I mean, we have the the cake and the pie. For sure, a full barbecue spread with, uh, you know, ribs, pulled pork, brisket. Beans. Very, very piping hot cornbread with some cinnamon butter for that. Texas hot links in there. You got the hot links in there too. Or are you going hot the German? Are sure. you going the German sausage? Hot links for sure, mm. U.S. style. <laughs> and then a, a a portion of piping hot salted pretzels that are soft out of the oven, 
no mustard, just straight up, almost like Philadelphia style pretzels, but mm. like more around like those ballpark pretzels or those yeah. theme park pretzels, just with the with the salt uh, yep. on there. That would probably be my move. Interesting. Interesting. I like it. I like that a lot. That's, That's a, a good unique, one. Unique answer. Very unique. I like that. That's like a that's a German thing. There's a lot of a lot of pretzels over there, right? Pretzels. A lot mustard. of pretzels. They yeah they um they don't usually eat them like piping hot or with a lot of salt on them like we would. They just have them just regular, just the pretzel, and they're smaller. There's the ones in Munich, of course, the Oktoberfest ones that are quite big. Sure. Maybe some of them have a little bit of salt on them, but most of the typical run-of-the-mill pretzel is um, just just the pretzel and with normal room temp. Okay. I like it. And schnitzel. What do we like make? Schnitzel. 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 The other thing they do with the schnitzel here, Brennan, I don't know if, if you had this when you were here, they have like a little bit of a cranberry I did not have it. I did not have it with cranberry, but that sounds, you, I mean, if they have cranberry it? sauce, this sounds like Thanksgiving. Like this is it's amazing. Like a, it's like, it has like, uh, like actual berries in it, but it's not like the cranberry sauce that we would have at Thanksgiving. Right. It's like a little, it's a little dollop of it's it. Like a compote, right? Like a compote or whatever they call it. Yeah. It's, it's enough to kind of sop up the, the schnitzel and then also bring it into the potato salad mm. and maybe some of the sauerkraut. Mm. and it's yeah it's 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 oh. again that 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 sweet savory juxtaposition great oh man that sounds amazing God. Mm-hmm. well i don't know about you guys but now i'm officially hungry <laughs> um, but but jordan we just wanted to say thank you so much man for coming on odin golf everyone they are the best the best bang for your bunk buck i would have to say like absolutely great and we are more we are so excited to be able to continue to work with you guys jordan it's going to be unbelievable going forward we're, we're going to be we're, we're pumped to do this find some sauerkraut big tim i have a question that we like to ask people for you guys yeah. to to leave on a cliffhanger you're invited to augusta you can bring one friend family member one professional golfer and one famous person who are you bringing Oh, round I table, like Big Tim. Uh, he's sitting in the podcast with us. That would bring uh, Brian. That would bring, sorry, Brent. Just he's like, that's okay. That's sorry, okay. <laughs> Tim, Tim and I are brothers. If you didn't yeah. know that, so. <laughs> <laughs> so that that definitely be my answer for sure. Without a without a thought. And then, what about the pro and the famous person? Oh, the famous person. Ooh, probably, probably. Joe Castiglione, if I could, I would like to play with him. He's a uh, radio announcer for the Boston Red Sox. And, uh, and I would just like to talk to him for, I could talk to him for hours. I, I, he put me to bed many a nights when I was a kid and uh, just talk about Red Sox history and, and things like that, as far as a celebrity goes. Um, And athlete, a a pro golfer, uh, I mean, you gotta say Tiger. I would love to play with Tiger for sure. I mean, you gotta, you gotta. But that, mm-hmm. those are my those are my answers for sure. Um, all right, bring it a round table. Round table. Excellent, Brad guy. You want to go or you want me to go? Uh, I I can go. I'm just gonna clone clone copy uh, what what Tim said on on the uh, personal personal thing, the uh, the pro golfer. But I think I'm gonna go with like 
think of Tom Hanks. I've always kind of, I'm, I've always kind of fascinated with Tom Hanks. It's, it's, so that's usually my answer to, like, if you could have lunch with with someone famous or like, you know, those questions. It's always Tom Hanks. Just, I mean, Forrest Gump is one of my favorite movies, and then obviously all the other ones, Saving Private Ryan, every classic, unbelievable Tom Hanks film. Anything he's involved in, I'm all in. So. I don't know how he is, how his golf game is, but uh, but I think uh, I'd, I'd like that. I mean, if if we were gonna go with someone like who's at who I know is is a fairly good golfer, um, I would either go with the, the Bill Murray or the um, Justin Timberlake. I like those those two guys from a if if we want to keep the pace of play going it, it, with a celebrity, but um, but Tom Hanks, I think it just could I I'd like to talk to him. I, um, he seems wise and he's kind of like our our father or our uh, our country's father so to speak <laughs> where where are you at with mount rushmore of hanks films and where would you put angels and demons hanks on that and would it even make it um i love that series I yeah that. no it, it's definitely up there i just i don't know i i in regards to just genre i i don't i'm not huge on like anything that's like sci-fi or or not that like fantasy and religion, but I, I feel like it's kind of like when it gets too, too much into like, I don't know, something outside of my realm or my life or, or something like that. I'm just like, Ooh, this is, this is a little, a little too much content. Um, I, so I probably wouldn't make it, but, um, I, it, I mean, I know that they're, they're phenomenal and I just, my attention span is, is, is very limited. So it's kind of like the, when it gets into that, I'm like, wow, I can't wrap my head around this. So that's why I think I, uh, but I could go on. I, I mean, I, I just love everything Tom Hanks. And then movies in general, it sounds like your Rushmore would be Forrest Gump, like a Shawshank, like one of those cult classic Oscar nominee winners. Is that kind of your realm of films? Yeah, uh, yes and no. I mean, I, I think it has to do with like a lot of that. I actually think I, I did write down um, some some of my favorite ones, which is funny. It also goes along with nostalgia as well. Um, like, it, there's obviously like the the Force Gump, um, Field of Dreams. I think with baseball, it's a it's a good one. Um, with that, um, what else? What else did I write down? I do like oh, and most recently, I don't know if you've seen um, Belfast. That was a good one. That was really the, good. That one, uh, Patch Adams um, with, Wait, do with you Robin mean, Williams. Do you, mean the, do you mean the Mount Rushmore of Tom Hanks films? Of Tom Hanks films and also regular that, films. Oh, regular films. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. He, yeah. I was curious where his head's at with the Angels and Demons series, mm. uh, Da Vinci oh. Code. Sorry, because um, because yep. people. Well, no, that's because people play in both camps. Like, what what's the Hanks you like? Like comedic, um, happy go lucky, or you know, is adventurous sci fi? You know, sleeps with the Italian lead. Like, what's the, what's the you know, what are we working with here? No, it's great, great question. Yeah, because I, I forgot forgot about Shawshank as well. Um, mm -hmm. or even like the catch I'll, me, not catch me if Hanks, you can, of course, but the, yeah. the catch the catch me if you can. <laughs> types right. of things yes because i mean he, he is funny because i know there's another a new one coming out with um with tom hanks i forget the name of it but um i think that My seems to be Otto. more yeah that seems to be more yeah. of a comedy than anything um which like i think i mean in serious roles i, I just kind of um 
he has such a broad span, but between him and uh, Robin Williams, I think those are two of my mm-hmm. two of my go tos. Which are, I mean, obviously talk about span. It's that's mm-hmm. a uh, that's someone who can do comedy and serious all in one. So I don't know. For sure, I, I, was, I just I just watched um uh, rewatched for the hundredth time Good Morning Vietnam. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yep. What that's not it's not called Good Morning Vietnam. What's it called? Uh, or is it called Vietnam? Uh, Good oh, Morning. With Robin Williams. Or? Yeah, it is called Good Morning Vietnam. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With um Forrest Whitaker. Whitaker. And, and, yeah. And, yeah. Um, last name is Kirby. Bruno Kirby, maybe, is the like the hard ass uh, lieutenant. Um, killer soundtrack. A lot of Motown. You know, Martha Rees and the Vandellas. I think yep, some yep. Doors in there. Um, yeah, just. Ep, ep, it doesn't. They just don't make them like they used to. No. With no. Ron Williams, especially. Um, yeah, Brandon, where are you at with the Augusta? Where are we at? Who are you yeah, bringing? So, so I'm going to bring my friend Mitch, uh, who's one of my best friends, and he's just getting into golf. So, I, number one, I know I can beat him, and then number two, um, <laughs> uh, he would have a good time with it. Uh, for the pro golfer, I'm taking Pat Perez, and for uh, because he is. He is an absolute vibe and I love him. Uh, he would not take it seriously at all. We would have a great time out there. I would be too. I understand why people want to play with tiger, but I feel like tiger would be like too much. Like it would just be like, he's out there like crushing it. And, and like, not, you know, he might be fun, but like if I'm there with Pat Perez, he's going to be like, let's get some beers going. Let's have a good time guys. Like, like he he'll be, he'll be going crazy. And then third person, it's coming down. I think I'm going to go Luke Combs since I kind of look like him, but it was between him and Tom Brady. And then, uh, mm-hmm. but I feel like, again, Tom Brady would not, I don't know if he would pass the vibe check, even though I do love him to death. So I think I'm going to go Luke Combs. I think I'm going Luke Combs on that. Nice. Yeah. I mean, the marks will be flowing there for sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We'll, we'll be having a good old time. <laughs> like they'll probably kick us off by whole five. They'd probably be like, nope. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, that's yeah. all right. What about you, Jordan? Finish this up. Uh, I yeah, I usually go um, take my brother for sure, and then I would take Phil and and Barkley for the gambling stories Ooh, alone. Wow! Of, of when you know, Chaz was on the Suns in the late '90s, and <laughs> Phil was you know young young whippersnapper, uh, you know dealing with bookies and the mob in Vegas, mm. um, back when they did coke at halftime, that sort of thing. <laughs> that's incredible coke, coke at the turn that's uh, yeah. coke at the turn. coca-cola <laughs> coca-cola don't get us banned off don't get us banned on spotify coca-cola at the turn <laughs> you played the first nine holes in three hours but then your second nine holes was in a half hour how does that happen <laughs> speed golf <Coca-Cola>. <laughs> speed <laughs> golf yeah literally Oh man! Well, Jordan, we very, very much appreciate you coming on the pod this week, man. Thank you very much. Shout out to Odin Golf. We are we're pumped to be working with you again. And uh, yeah, I think you know we we really, really appreciate your time today, man. You got it. This was fun jamming and shooting the shit, and I can't wait to swap logos like swapping jerseys. Absolutely. Wow. Thanks again. <laughs> Thanks again, Jordan.